welcome back to the Northbound and Browns podcast. The Donovan Peoples Jones podcast, yes. now newly named. One of our our bright shining stars of week seven. We're definitely going to talk more about him. Mm-hmm. Man, did he rescue that season? The Mich- the Michigan boy. <laughs> we hated him once. We did. But now he's our shining shining star, like as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to go over first with that game. Because there's a quick rundown. I'd Maybe say. we'll spark some some memories here. Um, we do have interesting stuff to cover, don't get us wrong. <clears throat> Week seven whittled the league's undefeated teams down to just one that we'll reveal later. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some near misses, some upsets, injuries, and intrigues. So let's get into it. A thrilling conclusion to the Battle of Ohio. Your Cleveland Browns triumphing o- triumphing. Tri- triumphing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why do I feel like they needed an extra syllable? Triumphing over a fascinatingly talented Cincinnati Bengals team. Early in the first uh, quarter, it was ugly, though. Like, Burrow threw a, a pick, but it yeah. didn't matter because then we threw Baker one right back. right back. Yes, returned it immediately. Um, on that uh, chase down from Baker's pick, Odell did suffer a knee injury and left the game. We'll get to that shortly. Bengals were the first on the board, scoring a touchdown with just under seven minutes left in the first. With about three minutes remaining in the first, the Browns did recover a fumble, forced, of course, by Miles Garrett. Cody Parkey finally sealing the deal with about a minute left. Um, Into the second quarter, the Bengals were held to an early field goal, now 10-3 Cincinnati. Browns ultimately would not see the end zone until about three minutes left remaining in the half, but they did get their Mayfield connecting with uh, Harrison Bryant. And tying it up. At Who's 10. rookie of the week? Rookie of the week. Go vote for him. Go vote. You know, everyone knows Justin Herbert's going to win. I don't even know if he's over. up for it. Oh, really? I don't remember who it is. It's him, it's Joe Burrow, and somebody else. Mm. I'll have to look. Bengals answer back with a touchdown of their own just seconds before the half. A hell of a play that really showcased just how good Joe Burrow is. Uh, more on that coming, <clears throat> but now into the third. A brand new Baker Mayfield came back from the locker room. He nailed Bryant a second time for a touchdown, answering back just as effectively and skillfully, I think, as Joe Burrow with these positively surgical mm-hmm. passes. It's just, it blew my mind that it's he was insane. able to pull that off. It's crazy. Uh, just under three minutes left in the third quarter, the Bengals forced uh, to take points where they could get them and picked up a field goal. Now 2017, Bengals still in the lead. Early in the fourth, Baker hit Njoku in the end zone for a touchdown. Cincinnati stepping back out in front with a touchdown immediately after that. Um, just under and five. And so on and so it forth. It did. Just there. under five minutes, we clapped back with a touchdown of our own, taking the lead at 31-27, and then with one minute left, Cincinnati touchdown, now setting us back a field goal. So it was just back, forth, back, forth, back, forth the entire time. Um, Baker, with a ridiculous pass, hit Donovan Peoples-Jones for a touchdown with 11 seconds left, but Cody Parkey missed the extra Shank. point. The first one he's missed since joining us. Yep, and I, it's kind of funny. I don't know if I'm glad I got, he got that out of the way. Yeah. Um, or is that gonna shake his confidence for for later? That will be interesting. I'm certainly hoping not. I hope that he can just put that one aside. Yeah. But Joe Burrow with the last call, Hail Mary, all the way downfield. Nothing comes it of it. Almost got it. Nothing came of it. Browns throws to five and two. Let's talk about it. I think we have to talk about what everybody's currently talking about. For the second week in a row, Baker Mayfield is dominating headlines because what the fuck is going on? Last week (laughs) negative, this week positive. It's ridiculous. 
Now, it was reported by an unverified source that Stefanski wanted to get into the field goal range, tied up, and beat the Bengals in overtime. In a very on-brand move, though, it said that Baker rejected that and insisted on winning then and there. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it worked out perfectly. It doesn't always, but it did. And after a rough start, and I mean really, really rough start, Baker came back super strong. Five touchdowns, one interception, almost 300 passing yards, most of that within the second half of the game. Now, there was a period during the first quarter which Baker was 0-0 zero zero for 0 yards. And I was deeply concerned, despite my own, like, despite, you know, optimism on Twitter. I'm like, this is it. This is, I mean, we're going to see maybe one more game of Baker, but then they're going to sw- swap out for somebody else. I mean, everyone, oh, everyone so was, I was sitting out back and um, just totally, just totally nervous. I mean, my whole friend group chat was texting about Baker mm-hmm. and how... He's not, you know, we were just ragging on him, talking about how bad he is. And then as soon as I came back in, it was it was uh, not after the mile strip sack drive, but the drive after that. Then it was just, it was touchdowns on all. Yeah. I think, what was it? Their, their five, their last five drives all yep. ended in points, right? It was ridiculous. Um, now, here's the situation. Baker went on to have a phenomenal game. And I've seen many an ignoramus online still blathering mm. about how useless Baker Mayfield is because he only wins against bad teams. Yes. I want to engage the brains of these folks for a second and try to jumpstart the critical thinking centers of the brain and make a point here. So first of all, let's look at the Colts. Everyone talked about how great the Colts were. Mm. The Colts, I mean, they're still four and two. And still ranked above us. Yes, they're not a bad team. They're second in the AFC South. You cannot go and retroactively demand that the Colts are garbage because we won. Exactly. It's just it's just because you're a Baker hater. Like get over it oh, yourself. Oh yeah, it's bad. The They're Baker hate team, is terrible. And so are we. Secondly, as we discussed in our Cincinnati preview episode, there are so much more to the Bengals' record than meets the eye. One five and one doesn't look good. But may I remind you all? Just a few years ago, that there were Cleveland fans who were trying to save and defend our team, even in a winless season, by suggesting that if every game we lost by less than six had been reversed, we would have been in great shape. Now, apply that same logic to Cincinnati, and they're a four and two, four, two and one team. And if that tie had gone their way, they're the same as us. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying there's things happening there. They just don't have all the pieces in place. Like we have kind of progressed to a certain point. And I don't think anyone I don't think anyone understands how hard it was for Baker to keep up with the points yeah. that were being scored. And this this is a this is a better Cincinnati team than last year and mm-hmm. the year before. Yeah. And it, honestly they should be they I they should have at least three wins right now. Yeah. I mean, but they we, are the, we stole it from them. They're the, this close to being good and I think once they offload Zach Taylor after the season um, they'll be in good shape. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, uh, I don't know how much blame I put on Zach Taylor entirely. I mean, that defense is just terrible. I put more on the D coordinator than I do Zach Taylor at this moment. So, honestly, but the biggest thing coming from this game to me was how... I mean, just how amazing Baker played. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we, we haven't seen him play this good since probably 2018. Yeah. He didn't play, I, I didn't have a single game like this feeling last year right. that I was like, oh man, that this finally, Baker's, you know, Baker's coming back. Right. I never, I didn't have that single feeling like that last year. I know. Um, this he, game I did, because he's, he's he alone took the game over. Yeah. 
He is a good quarterback bordering on a great quarterback, and he has helped us to a season in which we have the same record as the Cardinals, Tom Brady's Buccaneers, and the Bills. Mm -hmm. Teams at 5-1 and one who could be in our same boat as early as next week, Titans, Ravens, Packers, Seahawks. These are mm -hmm. real teams, and if you still want to sit back and bitch about a 5-2 and two season, you need to go be a Steelers fan. Exactly. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Honestly. I do believe in Baker Mayfield. I think he and Stefanski, the more comfortable they're getting with each other, the better things are going to look. Um, imagine being pissy about a 5-2 season. 5-2 season. Imagine being that much of a little malcontent. 25 to 2017, that's more wins than 25 through 2017 combined. Yeah. And in 2014, the good season that, we were all that we've talked about before, mm -hmm. you take where we were at week nine, yeah. we were, uh, where um, we are now, we are on a like, track to absolutely obliterate that record. We were 7-4, and four, everyone was talking about how great that was. Mm -hmm. But now we have a chance to be 7-2, 7-3. Right. But, so honestly, the 2014 record, I'm so tired of seeing it because I'm like, I don't know. Because it, it makes you feel like, you know, the season's going to come back up and sneak on you and yeah. on you. But... I mean, there's so many different things at play right now that I, I just... Feeling pretty good. Yeah. I have to be. I mean, I have to be honest here. That's. A, I think that's the thing is show, like drawing a difference between 2014 mm. and 2020 yeah. because drawing that difference, it, it's it just shows because when you relate us to 2014, it feels like oh well we can there's still a chance that we can lose the last six games of the year, and which I don't think is going to be the case whatsoever. Right. Um. <clears throat> I, I, honestly, I could see us. If we beat Oakland, I could see us going 11 and 5 yeah, in the season. I think so. Like I said, I'm still at this point more than happy to take 8 and 8, but I, don't, I think we're going to surpass yeah. it by far. At this point, you have to surpass it. Yeah. Now, I know that we're no brilliant analysts or controversy ridden sports media personalities like somebody, mm -hmm. but it makes zero sense to quit on this team and this quarterback just yet. Yeah. I mean, after what we saw on Sunday, I'm just I'm blown away. Oh, yeah. Honestly, there. <sighs> But the thing that I can't wait for is who our next wide receiver is going to be because I highly doubt that we're just going to ride with these guys. I feel like there's going to be a signing or a trade soon. And I feel like you could literally just give a fifth or a third round pick to multiple teams and they'll give you a solid wide receiver. So keep an eye on that Yes. coming up. Let's talk about right now, real quick, just our old reliables, the people we have to point out in the game and being phenomenal. Miles mm -hmm. Garrett and Kareem Hunt, yep. obviously. Um, Miles is forcing a few sacks and Kareem, 18 carries, 76 yards. He's just the little extra push we need. It's one of those games where you completely forget about the running game because mm -hmm. the passing game was so amazing. Like I said, it, we hadn't seen a single game like that since 2018 yeah. where the game was totally dominated by Baker's arm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that is the biggest difference to me Definitely. because I, I didn't have a single feeling like this like last year whatsoever. So Yeah, last year, I mean, we were certainly hopeful, but there was no one like game where I'm like, this is the guy. That, this is oh, our this career is the game. guy. Even the Dolphins game, oh, he yeah. still threw, I think it was one or two picks, and I was still... I mean, he threw 22 interceptions total last year. More than his 21 touchdowns. Right. So let's do a quick Chubb update, and then we can talk about wide receivers. Sounds Because we're going to... There's a lot to talk about. Um, George did let me know earlier yesterday that while Chubb is taking some practice snaps and we were thinking we might see him a little earlier than we were supposed to, Cleveland Browns are not going to activate him until after the bye week. So we have Las Vegas uh, next week and then bye then week. Bye week. Yeah. And then, then, we should, then we should see him against the yeah. Texans. So that'd be November 15th at the earliest, but we'll see what's, mm -hmm. what's happening there. All right, so let's talk about Odell. What happened? Chasing down that one Baker interception, Odell was caught up in a bit of a pile and came out of it 
clearly in pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bad. He was slow to rise, left the game with a then undefined knee injury. Of course, news broke yesterday morning that Odell's MRI had shown torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> um, he's not going to be returning to the field this season. It, it is rough news, but perhaps not the worst news. So that's kind of something. I know there was a lot of pressure for Baker and Odell to become the new, like, Elway Smith or Montana Clark duo. Yeah. And um, we weren't seeing it, really. Mm-hmm. They weren't clicking just right. Now, having been giving more time, yeah, I think they would have gotten there. Um, but Baker does have some, some other weapons at the ready, but we do have... I think a, a void to fill. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think we watched the last game of uh, OBJ's career in Cleveland. I highly doubt because there was even talk before about how you can't have both Landry and Beckham under payroll. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, in that situation, you're going to choose Landry. Yeah. So you got to get a cheaper guy, and that's what segues us into the wide receivers. Yes, that we think would fit perfectly. And the number one name on the list being Brashad Perriman yes. because he played with the Browns in 2018. He was phenomenal in 2018. I think he might have had one drop. I can't remember, but I do remember that everyone he he caught 99% of his passes. And, I mean, he has played for other teams in which he let them down greatly. So yeah. we we're seeing that he's not – there's something about Cleveland that he plays well. Yeah. So I don't know what his stats have been. Actually, yeah, here, let me... I, I only I, just heard about him a couple minutes before. I think I have his page pulled up here. I Let's do remember see. him from one of the Cincinnati games we went to last, uh, not last year, the year before. Because, yeah, I mean, he had some, he had huge plays, mm-hmm. huge plays in Cleveland. It was insane. Let me look at his 2019 year. So his 2019 year, oh, wow, Tampa Bay, yeah, at Tampa Bay, right? Why does it say Tampa? Oh, just Tampa Bay. I thought it was going to be like T-A-B for Tampa Bay right. Bucks. But... He had six touchdowns in 2019 for Tampa Bay. Um, 36 receptions, 645 yards. Thus far in his New York career, um, he's been targeted 17 times, has caught 11 balls, and has 118 yards receiving, no touchdowns. So, obviously, I think he'd like a change of scenery. (laughs) Wouldn't we all if we were Um, uh, New York fans? Yeah. And uh, let's see here. When it comes to... His Cleveland days, he had 16 catches for 340 yards um, and two touchdowns. And that was a very limited, like, those stats are deceiving because I'm pretty sure we signed him mid-year. Mm-hmm. I think like seven, maybe week, I think he, I don't know if it was a trade or if it was a sign, because I don't remember him up until probably about week seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, it was amazing because I remember the huge pass Landry to him. The big one to open up Carolina, um, the touchdown against uh, his former team, the Ravens, the, the 35-yard touchdown pass Baker to him uh, against the Broncos. So he had he had some memorable moments in the short time span. Right, he was here, and like me and Allie were talking about, if you trade a fifth-round pick, fifth maybe third, I'd give up a third, maybe uh, maybe to cut the difference, you know, fourth-round pick. I feel like you could get Rashad Perriman. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't give a fourth and a third. That's kind of a lot. But honestly, if you get if you can get a probably like a third, or if you can just give one third or fourth pick and get him, I promise the Jets are probably going to take it because at this point they just want draft picks. Yeah. They don't give a shit about this season. I mean, it's going to be an interesting draft. Yeah. <laughs> Literally uh, chucking them picks for I mean people who worked well for some places. And yep. I, it's just I feel like it's going to be a weird year. Oh yeah. For the draft, I cannot wait to do our new. Uh, 
our draft special. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to. And speaking of our draft special, we have a really interesting concept for when we turn into our new media, new media source, um, where we'll have YouTube videos, podcasts, and articles by Allie Burton herself. Um, Yeah, full website, articles on there. Our picks for the week are going to be uploaded on there. We are desperately trying to overtake Mary Kay Cabot. Yes, (laughs) anything. Positive Browns media for once. Well, well, we're not going to just be Browns media. We're going to be all the football media guys. Every single team we will report on. Take down the big guys. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Setting Um, our sights a little higher. But yeah, I mean, so we're going to have our own media set up for all of football. And our first first ever show is going to be talking about what we would do if we were the GM of the Jets, what would we do if our we were uh, in their foot, you know, uh, in their shoes, and what we would do if you would trade your pick and get the King's Ransom for Trevor Lawrence. Are you firing or extending Adam Gase? I feel like it's pretty easy, that answer, but a lot of people honestly think that maybe they give Adam Gase another try, but I highly doubt it at this point. I don't know how he hasn't been fired yet. Um, oh, speaking of people that I could not believe lasted longer in their position than they did, Hugh Jackson is coming out with a book next year. Yes. And I'm sure I have to get it oh. and review it for all you it's gonna lovely be incredible. people. It'll be so much fun. I can't wait. But yeah, guys, uh, we still don't really, we still don't 100% have a name for what we want our media base to be. And we're so. definitely going to have to talk about it. Yeah. We have not done that yet. So yeah. <laughs> it's get. a pipe dream. It is coming, though. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be fun. Longest, the worst case scenario, we'll probably have it going by next season. Yeah. If we could close out the season with a couple test runs. Yeah, that'd be cool. Perfect our craft so we can come out swinging next season. That's that'd right. Awesome. Now let's uh, let's talk about next week briefly, and then we can probably call this thing close. I can't believe we only killed 17 minutes. I know. It's like, what the hell? I know. Um, let's see. So, Raiders. Oh, you want to do predictions? Yeah, we can. After, after, uh, we, can, we, can uh, we can do predictions and then do our preview call it a week and see you guys Sunday. That sounds good. Yep. But, um, so next week we've got three and three Raiders. They are coming to us. Mm-hmm. We're going to have home field advantage. I don't know. Home field advantage the next three games now. Uh, yeah, with, with the COVID year, does it? I mean, there's still 12,000 fans. Which does, I mean, Cleveland Atlanta, The traveling guys, aspect. You make it feel like so much more. Yeah. So the traveling aspect and that, I feel like it helps. I mean, because our next three games are Oakland, Texans, and uh, Philadelphia, and they're all coming to Cleveland. So. Snag tickets. Yeah. Maybe. We will see. That'd be super cool. Mm. I really enjoyed live tweeting from the stands. It yeah, was that so was, much fun. That was fun. But um, so Raiders three and three. I think we're gonna take this one home. I, it's hard to. For the sake of you people at home, obviously I'm going with the Raiders. Of course. <laughs> George has to. George is nothing but. Nothing if not a contrarian. Oh, yes. So I will go with the Raiders. Honestly, if you lose to the Raiders, you're still five and three. Let's remember Which is that. Not bad at but all. if you go six and two into the bye week, then we're talking 11 and five, 12 and four. Yeah. Right, let's see. Now I don't have my formal chart set up. I have a whole huge document with all of our, or um, not document, spreadsheet hmm. with all of our picks and everything. I didn't even add up last week's because it's just been chaos after chaos. But uh, yeah, we can do some picks here. Sounds good. So, sounds good. Let's see. Where is this next week here? Ah, week eight. Week eight already. Yep. Halfway through the year. 
First and foremost, we're going to have Thursday, October 29th at 8.20. You can catch it on Fox NFL and Amazon NFL Network and Amazon. Falcons and Panthers. Oh, 100% Panthers. I'm happy with the Panthers. Um, honestly, I don't know what's going on with them. Me and Levi were talking about it. We just have no idea where or how to gauge them mm. because they're good and bad. Mm. Uh, they beat the Saints this year. Um, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure they did that. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's so many things. Teddy Bridgewater looks good, and then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Falcons. All right. I, I managed to call their hey, one win. About to say. So, I mean, like, maybe, maybe there's something in there. <laughs> now, the NFL's last undefeated team. Goes up against a pretty great opponent. Yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to play the Ravens. That's a great game. My mom was talking about how she would rather watch that instead of our game. Wow. I was like, wow. <laughs> what do you think, George? Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. I'll take the Ravens. But they, but to be fair, the Ravens play good against the Steelers. That's true. Um, God willing. But yeah, so... I just want to see Ravens. somebody turn Ben's spine into a pile of pebbles. I hope so, man. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. I know. I'm so tired of it, too. But some people were talking about how do you want the Ravens to win or lose? Because uh, if the Steelers lose, then we're a lot closer to first place if we win next week. Ooh. Because then we're 6-2. and two, Steelers are 6-1. and one. Baltimore 6-1. and one. We're only we're only half game back then. As much as I love seeing the Steelers lose, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. I'm gonna have to meditate on that. Yeah, because <laughs> I really because really that'd be uh, so honestly. Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I feel like you 100. percent I I don't know. Because then if you're if the Ravens lose, you're in second place. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So, anyways. Uh, Rams at Dolphins. Rams at Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Rams. They are a bit on a roll, honestly. I mean, I showed you that picture of the NFC. What is it, East? Mm-hmm. Not East. East is the bad one. Yeah. Um, it's either South. I think it's is it the AFC North. Is it the NFC North? NFC North, yeah. I think so. I forget. Shit. Let me go back to our messages real I quick. I know. Here. Yeah. Uh, nope. West. Yeah, NFC, NFC West. West. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. are a hell of a division. And it I think, really is. They might be the only one tougher than our own. Oh, yeah. I'd say we're second there. Because I think because the, the Bengals are better than we think. So yeah. I said that going I said that going to the game so people can eat me. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Dolphins on that one, actually. All right. I really, I, I Tua. Like, I like Tua. Is it Tua's first career start? It's got to be. I don't I don't because I feel like I didn't see a single headline. Um, right. About his game, so I really feel like that they had a bye week. I'm really, I really, really want Tua to win. I like that kid. He's, yep, they did. So cool. this is gonna be the first Tua game. Allie's going with Tua on his first. Gotta That's, go with Tua. This is a tough opening, tough game to start your career with again. So definitely. Now here's one that is not so tough: <laughs> the Jets and Chiefs. Jets and Chiefs, the baby. Winless Jets and the Chiefs. Dude, I, I wanna, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, but watch the Jets fucking win it. Honestly, they, they almost beat the Bills. That's why I'm thinking to myself, like, are, Bill, are the Bills frauds? I mean... So I'm going to go with the Chiefs, but the Bills are a team to watch and see if maybe they... they if you only can kick six field goals up against the Jets and their terrible team, they, there might be an implosion ensuing. Which I'm all about. Yeah, I'm all about. All about it. We move up then. <laughs> 
Vikings and Packers, a one and five up against a five and one. Now the Packers did lose to somebody surprising. So I'm like, not too surprising. The Bucks. Yeah, that's fair. The, but the thing was, the weirdest thing was the Bucks did not look strong going to that game. But obviously, I'm gonna take the Pack. Same. Just like Aaron Rodgers, I do. Yeah. Um, Colts and Lions. Colts and Lions. That's a pretty good game, honestly. The Lions aren't. They are literally Cincinnati. Cincinnati and and um. Detroit are the two teams that have been, they've had a lead in like every single game. Mm -hmm. And so, honestly, what is it again? Lions and Colts? Yep. I'm going to go with the Lions with that. Oh. Because um, I just don't, I know, I like, the Colts are middle of the pack at best, but the Lions have played really good against top tier teams and have almost won. I'm going to go Colts just for, to be play devil's advocate because I, Sounds as good. much as I fucking hate Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Oh. Honestly, I, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah. How, what what's the uh, Lions? Are they two wins? Three and three. Uh, yeah, so they're not that bad, really. No, I mean, not bad at all. Yeah. Obviously, Raiders and Browns. I'm I'm gonna pick us, Georgia. Yeah. That <laughs> that is honestly, if Baker plays well again, mm. uh, I told you guys I'd be right back on the Baker bandwagon. So. I mean, he's got that mojo back. That's the thing. There's he's got some mojo back. Floating around of him all excited. I'm like, this is the oh, Baker yeah. I face. That's 2018 Baker. 2019, we didn't see any of those celebrations. We didn't see any of those happy moments. So. I mean, he's jumping on Miles Garrett. It's just like, they're oh, having yeah. a good time again. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Titans and Bengals. Titans and Bengals. I'm gonna go with the freaking Titans because, I mean, the Bengals are there, but they're not there yet. Or they're like, they're, they're like a step away. Yeah. Like, they are, like I said, where we were, mm -hmm. honestly. Like, there's something just not quite right, yep. but they're almost there. Yeah. Like I said, Especially we're going to have a, a tough-ass division here within three, five years. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's why I'm hoping this might be Ben's last year, because that would help us extremely. <laughs> yes, because, yes, I mean, Lamar Jackson, young guy, he's going to be unstoppable for probably ten years. But, yeah. Man, if we can get Ben out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll help. <laughs> All right. The 2-4 and four Patriots against the 5-2 and two Bills. This is tough because. It is. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Oh, one more time. One more time. It's coming back around. Okay. Um. So it's tough because anyone looking at the Bills and Jets game last week would have said Bills by a million. But look what happened. They didn't even score. A they didn't score a touchdown that entire game. That is wild. It was all. It was six field goals. So. You know what? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the fucking Patriots. I'm gonna say they bounce back and they beat the Bills because, like I said, the Bills are one game away from complete implosion. And also, after that Jets game, and ended a two-game losing streak for the Bills. So, mm, interesting. That's that, I mean that's and the thing is is like you don't hear anything about the Bills being faked. Right. Everything about the Browns and 100. percent I could say that the Cincinnati Bengals are 10 times better than the Jets. Mm -hmm. So and yeah, Baker uh, fucked them up. So. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm gonna go build just for, uh, just because. Just for dramatic. I have fun. no reason to pick them. But yeah. I'm gonna do it. Honestly, the Patriots. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. They just got absolutely smashed by the Niners. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. I think the, I'm gonna take the Patriots as my weekly upset. All right. With the last three and a half minutes left, Chargers Broncos. Chargers Broncos. Chargers Justin Herbert over Drew Locke. Mm -hmm. Easy. Drew Locke is very disappointing to me right now. I know he played the Chiefs, but good quarterbacks play good against the Chiefs defense. It's not like they're unbeatable. Derek Carr won next. 49ers Seahawks. 49ers Seahawks. I'm going to go with the freaking Seahawks. Niners are coming back, but the Seahawks too overpowered. Yeah. 
They're just too far. That game was amazing, by the way. Uh, Saints and Bears. Saints and Bears. I'll go with the Bears. I'll go with the Bears over the Saints. Saints struggle with easy with teams that you wouldn't think they'd struggle with. Mm-hmm. And the Bears are better than everyone thinks they were. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles. Cowboys and Eagles. <laughs> ah, I got to go with the Eagles. I can't even. You can't pick. Bet against the Cowboys no matter what this year. That's, that's fair. Death, taxes, bet against the Jets and Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last but not least, Buccaneers and Giants. Bucks, Giants. I'm going to go with the Bucks easily. Go bad for the Giants. But hey, they go on a two-game winning streak. They're back in the playoff run. Which is... Well, what if you're watching that game and they're like, somebody's got to win that. Yeah, game. somebody's got to win, man. <laughs> Somehow. But hey... How much time is... we got left? Let's see here. About two minutes. Two minutes? Yeah. Honestly, what, who do you think? Who who do we got our bets on winning? Winning at all? Winning at all. Well, with the Winning the NFC East. Ooh. I don't know. I feel like you got to get... But the thing is, Washington is right on the Eagles' heels. Right. And they're terrible. So... Honestly, whoever's at the top now, I'm going to go ahead and say they're the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'd say... Yeah. It doesn't it, even matter. It's the Eagles. Point. I think it's going to be the Eagles. Oh, my God. And they're playing terrible. So, it's really funny to me. But yeah. Of course, on the bye week next week, uh, the football team, the Cardinals, the Jaguars, the Texans, we'll see them all again. Week yeah. nine. And we, we'll, we'll see what's going on with the bye week. We might have a pre-run of our new thing. We'll let you know. All right. Yeah. That's it for us today. Enjoy and... a little easy listening for your Tuesday night. That's right. All right. Here's Bye-bye. Sports fans. <laughs>